Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at how you can wow your prospects and grow your business. My guest in this episode is Wes Schaefer. Wes is the creator and owner of the Sales Whisperer, a sales training, marketing, and consulting firm with an emphasis on CRM and email marketing software sales support and optimization. A southerner by birth, Wes combines common sense with his formal training and attention to detail that was pounded into his hard-headed skull during four years at the United States Air Force Academy to help professional salespeople, sales managers, business owners, and entrepreneurs achieve nearly miraculous growth really fast. Since 2012, he has been the number one reseller of the number one sales and marketing automation software for small businesses. He is the author of The Definite Guide to Infusionsoft, and it takes more than a big smile, a good idea, and a Twitter account to build a business that lasts. If you've not checked out my new podcast, Cashflow Investing Secrets, you totally should. I would highly recommend it. It's a shorter show, 10 minutes or less, where I share one concept and or idea at a time. Uh, what I've learned from interviewing over 500 Cashflow Ninjas, you can listen to the show on your favorite podcast, video, and live streaming platforms. We also have an investment group and community for accredited investors. If you're interested in joining the group, please visit CashflowNinjaInvestorsNetwork.com. That's CashflowNinjaInvestorsNetwork.com. And if you want to stay up to date uh, with everything going on in our community, you can also uh, join our Facebook group. Group, just go to Facebook and type in Cashflow Ninja Community and you'll find the group. My friend Brian Page has created a cash flow machine generating over $100,000 in six months without owning any real estate. His system consists out of renting properties from property owners and renting them out on Airbnb. His system is so simplistic, it can be managed by virtual assistants and yet so effective and powerful that it predictably generates cash flow every month. Brian and I are hosting a webinar where he shares his system and how it generated over $100,000 in six months for him personally. You can access this life-changing webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. This is one of the greatest cash flow opportunities I've seen since I've started my podcast. Again, the URL is cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. Wes, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so so great to connect. Uh, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Man, I'll keep it short and sweet. I, uh, I was in the Air Force for nine years and um, jumped right into sales. I had a wife. We had a new baby, another one on the way. And I wanted to be paid according to my production, you know, not just um, according to time in office. And um, through a lot of ups and downs, being unemployed when two of my seven children were born, uh, a lot of layoffs and reorganizations in high tech, uh, selling mobile homes, um, I finally 
had the courage to invest in myself, you know, trust the process, uh, trust that I was good enough to make it happen. And um, started the Sales Whisper in 2006. I uh, bought the URL. I trademarked it a couple of years later. And uh, even that, a bunch of ups and downs. Here we are on your show. I finally made it, Mom. <laughs> the cash flow ninja, right? And, it's this, <laughs> and we've got a sales ninja on the cash flow ninja. You know, what, what a skill set to have, right? I talk about high income skill sets. And people are like, well, what do you, what do you mean? And, you know, the world's changing so fast and, you know, how, what are some of the skills that are skills that are, we're, we're going to be able to use in regardless of what technology comes out in AI. And, you know, you're always going to need to market to people, find buyers and find customers or clients. And you're always going to have to be able to take them through a sales process and eventually sell them something. Right. Exactly. And everybody's in sales, you know, it's, it's crazy how people don't understand that. It's kind of like poker. When you look at the table and you're trying to figure out who the sucker is, if you don't know who it is, then it's you. Right. Okay. Every single person is in sales. I mean, last night they uh, unveiled the Tesla truck. Did you happen to see any updates on that? Uh, it's big on social media this morning. So everybody was posting stuff this morning. Yeah. <laughs> So I was, you know, and it, it, it came out of the dumb time, I think, you know, 8 p.m. Pacific, right? So it's, it's yeah. 11 p.m. on the East Coast. Who's going to stay up and watch a truck unveil? And this thing's not even available for like three years, mm-hmm. right? But he's, so he's got a team. He says, hey, the glass is bulletproof. And he had one of his guys come up and throw a metal ball at the window and it cracked. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, well, let's do the other window. And that cracked. Okay, so that sales, that, that engineer, that product development guy, whoever his title was, he's in sales. Right. And the people that didn't ops check and, and stress test those windows, they're in sales too. Yep. Okay, they need to understand the impact they have on the business. You know, how you conduct yourself. I mean, if you go to, um, I, don't, I don't think they have in and out burgers on the East Coast, right? I think it's like, I don't think they've made it past uh, maybe... Arizona. I think there's a couple. Yeah, they don't, but I do stop in them when I'm in Arizona or on the West Coast. Yeah. So they're slowly expanding to the East, but it's, it's a Southern California uh, staple. My, my father-in-law, right. Worked there as in high school. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you know, their, their place is immaculately cleaned. They are, they have, I don't even know if they have at least 15 people working at any given time and usually more. I try to count and it's unbelievable. Okay, there'll be, <laughs> excuse me, there'll be 15, 20 cars uh, in the drive-thru, all right? But they understand every one of them is in sales. They're, they're cleaning, they're, they're sweeping, they're wiping down counters, you know, hey, uh, can you give me some more ketchup? Absolutely, you know, and they'll come around, bring you your food. Everybody in your business is in sales. Yep. And in your household too, I just think about, you know, if, if I have to look at my two-year-old, uh, two-and-a-half-year-old son right now, He's a selling machine and he's relentless. Absolutely relentless. Oh, kids are the best. <laughs> kids are the best. I, I think it, I, it's unfortunate the way our schools work and everything, but it, it, it beats the curiosity out of our children. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, kids are the absolute best salespeople. I got a five-year-old, man. And, you know, now she's the baby of seven. I'm, I'm knocking on 50, so I'm just freaking tired. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, get whatever you want, baby. But I mean, she will, she will angle, you know, and I always tell people, 
in my sales training, I talk about close first and then present. And they're like, what do you mean? You, you close every sale before you even talk to them? I'm like, no, that's not exactly. But the idea is with your children, right? And anybody listening to this that has kids, knows someone with kids, if you're an aunt and uncle, you know how it is dealing with younger kids. Because my five-year-old will say, you know, daddy, can I watch a Netflix movie? And we're like, have you taken a bath? Have you put on your pajamas? Have you brushed your teeth? Right? Mm -hmm. We close first. Do what I want you to do. Then you can do what you want to do. Right. And in business, we, we forget that. You know, they just call up. Yeah, I'd like a quote. Oh, oh yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm so, so happy you found me. And yes, I, I'm, you know what? I'll just offer you a discount without you even asking. And, and yes, and I'll throw in uh, extra warranty. And, and yes, and free shipping and expedited shipping and overseas international free shipping. And, and, and yes, extended warranties. And like, close first, then present. You know, thank you for your interest in our product. You know, before we get started, um, you know, may I ask how you found us? So just give me the price, okay? Be happy to give you the price. Um, it sounds like you know exactly what you're looking for. Um, you know, may I ask, like, how are you going to use this? Who's going to install it? You know, have you considered any of our other options? You just give me the price. Look, um, the price is between $5 and $555,000. Is that good enough for you? Or would you mind, would, would be okay if I ask you a few more questions? Make sure this is the right fit. And I'd be happy to give you the exact price on the exact unit that meets your exact needs. You know, does that sound like a conversation you'd like to have? Right. You know, you got to, if somebody's calling you for a quote, most salespeople get excited about that. You know, they call them a bluebird in sales, right? This bluebird just landed on your lap and it's just free money. But the reality is someone else put those specifics, those specs in their mind, right? So imagine calling up the heart surgeon, right? Yeah, what is your price for a triple bypass? Uh, what? Hey, I just need your price. What's the, what's the price? And, and I'll, I mean all-inclusive, anesthesiology, um, you know, uh, physical therapy, uh, you know, 12 months of you know, medications, uh, and the hospital stay. How much? Like, dude, you're out of your mind. Somebody put in their head they need heart surgery. Maybe they just have indigestion. Right. Okay, if the heart surgeon won't quote the price of a triple bypass over the phone, you probably shouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and great, great examples. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, sales processes and the, the, the entire sales process, right? And I know that you talk a little bit about marketing as well in uh, the Sales Whisper Away, your book. Uh, there, ain't no, <laughs> there ain't too much, right? Um, what, um, what can you share as, as far as an efficient and powerful sales process for folks that have investment companies, businesses, entrepreneurs um, with, with them? Well, the main thing to understand is that sales is a process. There's too many people out there. There's too many misconceptions out there about, oh, you have the gift of gab. Oh, you're witty and, and funny and you're quick on your feet and you've never met a stranger. You should be in sales. Maybe. Maybe they should be a comedian, right? Maybe they should work in the cafeteria. Maybe they should be an HR. <laughs> Being in sales 
getting people to do what you want them to do is just about as prescriptive and predetermined as coding software. Okay. You know, an example I always use, like when we're live or we're, uh, you know, face to face, example I always use is, you know, let's say you're wearing glasses. And if I just go, man, MC, those are the ugliest glasses I've ever seen. Are those like, did you get them from your grandfather? Are those like 1970s? <laughs> did, did your other pair break? Or are you, do you not have enough money to get like a nice pair of glasses? How are you going to feel about me? Yeah. Right. And, you know, that's an extreme example, but conversely, it's like, dude, nice glasses. Because I wear glasses. Like, where'd you get those? I'm always looking at, man, I feel like I got to pay an arm and a leg to get a decent pair. And then they just break. Where'd you get those? So now I'm complimenting you. All of a sudden, you feel a little better about yourself. You feel a little better about me because I have the good judgment to recognize your good taste. Okay. So, and again, those are simple examples, but there are, Ways that you conduct yourself elicit certain responses by people on the other end of the phone or those, you know, face-to-face with you. So you need to understand, like working a trade show booth, how do you smell? Do you have too much cologne on? Do you have beer breath, right? Do you smoke and they smell the smoke? Are you wearing a lot of jewelry, both men or women? Uh, You know, are your shoes shined? All, every bit of that, makes an impact. We judge one another literally in the blink of an eye. Mm. So you need to understand how you're being perceived, how your website looks, how your Facebook ads look. As soon as I hear about somebody, I Google them. Okay. I am seeing, you know, beer bong pictures, you know, flipping people off, angry about politicians. Uh, I see all this in about 30 seconds. Yep. Okay, so you need to understand just how prescriptive uh, and logical and methodical sales really is. Yes, there's an art to it. You know, one example I give is when I'm trying to determine, like, who makes the buying decisions. So let's say, you know, you call me up, you want to quote on a, a CRM system. And again, I can get all happy and just start, start giving you free consultations, you know, but I need to know, like, are you the boss? Are you the owner? Are you the regional VP? Are you the CFO? Or are you just an intern that has been instructed to go get info on five of the top CRMs and rank order them and present a report next week? But if I, if I come right out and challenge you, like, hey, dude, who are you really? Are you just some, you sound like a paid intern. I mean, do you even have any influence on this at all? Okay, it's rude. It's like me saying you have ugly glasses. But I do need to know this. So the art comes into how do I massage this? You know, say, hey, thank you for your interest. I'm happy to help. You know, I've been working with CRMs for 20 years. Uh, I've been working with marketing automation since 2006. Uh, This is what I do. You came to the right place. Uh, If you don't mind me asking, when you are looking to make a decision like this, when you're going to bring in a new software platform and deploy this company-wide, who on your team do you bring in to consult and advise, um, you know, to make sure all the bases are covered, right? Is, is there a, a co-owner? Is there a CEO, VP, blah, blah, blah? Oh, no, it's me. I'm the CEO. Oh, oh, okay, fantastic. And you're the one doing the homework? Man, I appreciate the diligence. 
Okay, so now I know when we start talking price or commitment, you can't come back to me and say, well, let me run this up the flagpole and, you know, talk to my spouse. Let me talk to my accountant. I got to bring it to the board of directors, you know, because you already told me I'm the CEO. This is my decision. Okay, but you notice how I soften it, how I, uh, this is the one the few times I like making assumptions. I'm going to assume you have great power, wisdom, and knowledge, right? Hey, when you're making a decision like this to deploy uh, a significant new platform into your organization, who do you turn to? Who do you count on? Who do you bring in? Who do you assign to projects like this? Oh, hell, I wish I could assign something. Man, I'm just, I'm I'm the IT director. I report to the CIO. He reports to the CEO. He reports to the board. I can't do anything without the board. I'm just, dude, I'm just gathering facts, man. Oh, I hear you, dude. I've been there. I know how it is. Let me tell you, you know, let me ask you something. How can I make you look good? What do you need to know out of this? I'm happy to put it together. Now I'm your champion. I'm, I'm, I'm in this with you, right? And you're like, yeah, dude, I'm not in this alone. Thank God. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in over my head. You know, I'll probably get fired. At least I won't get promoted. I I won't get a bonus because this is just too hard, but oh, thank you. Oh, and they just open up. So that's yeah. the art, right? But the science is everybody will respond. You just got to know how to pull their levers. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. MC Lobshire, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for higher yield returns from ATM machines and cell storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Estate Investor offers, such as their ATM and cell storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. You make a lot of great points here. I mean, uh, when you were using the example of, you know, saying, telling someone their glasses is ugly, listeners might be thinking, okay, nobody's going to tell someone else their glasses are ugly. Let me tell you, if I look at my inbox <laughs> oh of my people God. reaching out to me about my website and oh, trying to pitch me web services, they tell me that my website sucks and that they could do a better job at it. Literally like that. I had someone sent me, you know, metrics of saying like, your numbers are horrible. You know, if you work with us, we could make it better. <laughs> so, yep. so they are telling me my glasses are ugly right there. 
Um, instead of saying, hey, I noticed that this was great on your website. You did a couple of things really well here. Um, with a couple of tweaks that we can make you know, uh, to what you're already doing, you're going to crush it. We're going to put some rocket fuel on what you're doing. Okay. I would have a completely different feeling about that than saying, hey, your website sucks. This is outdated. This is bad. These metrics are horrible. You need to work with us to make this better, right? Yep. Um, so people actually do do that. So that that's great. The persuasion part of it, um, and, and, and there's a book by Caldini on, on that, the whole process. But you make such a great point, too, of, of, of your of your personal brand too. And we have a lot of folks that are real estate investors and, and business owners. And it's all about how you carry yourself that first impression, because I don't care what anybody else say, you know, as I say, let's be real people. Everybody judges people by the first interactions, right? Oh, yeah. So how you dress, how you carry yourself, um, you know, and all the different things that goes along that it's very, very true. Um, and you've talked about opening up, doors in your sales process and mention a little bit about CRM and marketing automation. How do you integrate that in the rest of the process? What are some of the things that you can share with our listeners of how to effectively do that? Well, it's, um, again, everything's a process. Okay. If you can measure it, you can improve it. You need to look at every step along the way, just like you know, go, go to YouTube and do a Google search or YouTube search on how paper clips are made. Okay. Sounds very simple, right? I mean, we, we throw away paper clips without giving it a, a second thought, right? Yeah. Something comes in the mail. Oh yeah. Boom. In the trash. No biggie. <clears throat> Maybe you got one of those magnets on your desk and you know, you have 497 paper clips, but when you watch it online, it's, a, it's an exact process. Because it is a commodity, it's a low-value item, you can't spend a lot of time and energy making it. Mm -hmm. You know, this, a particular type of steel needs to be brought in, and, and it's, it's heated, it's stretched, it's compressed, it's heated and then cooled at a certain rate. Then it's run through these machines, and then what size is this going to be? What's the diameter of it? You know, uh, and then putting the little turns in it. There's dozens of machines making this happen. And so look at your business. The reason you're running around frantic and doing all this is because you haven't taken a moment to detach. I tell everybody, look at what you do two or three times a day or four or five times a week and have a process for it. And ideally automate it if you can. Uh, and the caveat there being, unlike a paperclip, right? hundred percent of that can and should be automated. Uh, I think we've surpassed the inflection point on automation and we're we're going back uh, 180 degrees and anyone that can add a touch of personality of humanity back into the process is going to win so you know speaking of linkedin right the um mm -hmm. and these emails you get people are using all these automated systems that they're they're buying lists they're blasting people linkedin i, I get requests every single day I know it's, it's copy and pasted. A lot of it is automation, which is technically illegal on LinkedIn, but people, you know, marketers ruin everything. Then maybe there's a VA overseas copying and pasting, just sending the invitations. If you can put a little bit of personality and humanity into this automated process, yes, it will 
it's not as scalable. But I always tell people, you know, do you want to persuade 100 leads 10% of the way? Or do you want to persuade 10 of them 100% of the way? And so if you can figure out your processes, uh, maybe you have a chat bot on your website, maybe it's a pop-up, maybe it's an automated video player, maybe it's an on-demand webinar, and then you have a drip email sequence. But ideally, you know, right in the middle of that, you get a notice and you send them a text, like a real text, not automated, one-on-one. You know, you spend 18 seconds, go to the LinkedIn and say, Hey, Joe, you know, I see you're from Colorado. Hey, I went to college in Colorado. Uh, hey, thanks for your interest. Uh, visit our site. You know, this is my cell phone. Let me know if you have any questions. Yes, this is really Wes, you know, the CEO of the company. Have a great day. Okay. Yeah, you can't do thousands of those in a day. But what an impact that's going to make. And that will pay off for you in the long run. Yeah. That's that's great stuff because uh, we've got such amazing tools and uh, we have yeah so many available right now from marketing or automation up front to get in front of folks but it's also important to still keep that that personal touch right to still uh, don't lose that because <laughs> yeah we can turn and automate all the stuff but now that everybody's starting to do it one way of of getting the edge as they say or an advantage of that is still being able to personalize this whole experience for them because that is an experience the sales process um and 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 still add that human element to it yep that's the key i I think that's the key now more than ever you know we've always been humans um but with i don't know since 95 maybe all the promises we were given about the internet you know your refrigerator is going to notice that you're you're low on eggs and is, and knows Thanksgiving is coming up. So it's going to, you know, go online, order eggs are going to be delivered to your house, you know, waiting for you when you get home. So, you know, you can bake the famous pie. I mean, it hasn't, hasn't really happened yet. Although we are, I guess, getting close with drones and everything. Um, but we're still humans. You know, look online, look at people, look at people's posts online. They're just, they're screaming for attention, man. They're lonely. Um, they feel forgotten. They feel like just a, a number. And man, if you can just put a little humanity back in this process, you're going to win big time. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of other uh, keys for sales success for our listeners in 2020 that they can use um, and, and incorporate in what they're doing. Um. You know, there's a, when I was a stockbroker, there was an old adage we had that people overestimated what they could achieve in a year, but they underestimated what they could achieve in five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people get frustrated because, again, going, looking at social media, all you see are the wins. You know, oh, look at my super sexy girlfriend and me in Bali and, you know, look at my handsome hunk boyfriend and his six pack abs and his Rolex and we fly private jets. You know, it's like most of it's a scam. Um, so, and even those that are that successful, they didn't get it overnight. Um, you've got to be willing to put in the work uh, and you got to focus. You know, I, I made a great living 
and independence by focusing on one platform in FusionSoft starting back in 2008. Uh, and after six years of 100% focus, then I began branching out into other platforms. Gotcha. People think they can, you know, like look at Elon Musk. I even though the truck was a stupid launch last night. He has been, you know, he started with the most expensive, the Roadster. Then he went to the model, I think he went to the X, then the S, right? So very methodically, once he perfected that and made a lot of money, then he brought out the smaller things. Uh, now, also being a billionaire helps him have a few irons in the fire. But even going back to the very beginning, um, where did he, where did he get his start on? I get him. I think it was PayPal. PayPal. Okay. Yeah, I mean that was his huge focus in the very beginning. Just like Jeff Bezos, right? Hugely focused on just books. Okay. And once they got momentum from extreme focus and perfected the systems, then they scaled. Yeah. Okay. So you, you got to commit to something, you know, and, and that includes your marketing as well. You know, I, it kills me when I, I go to somebody's website and the most prominent thing on their webpage, like the very top is all their social media links. So I go click on them. You know, you link to their Google plus, which is going away and they haven't posted there in two years. You link to their Instagram. They haven't posted there in three. You know, they link to their YouTube channel, haven't posted, have, have two videos there, right? One follower and it's their mom. It's like, stop trying to be everywhere. You know, take those away. If it's only one channel you're good at, link to that one. You know, get good at it, then expand. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Very, very powerful stuff. Uh, a lot of success that you've had in business and, and in your personal life. What are some of the things that work in both, both personally and professionally in, in, in your business and why do they work? Um, you need to have a schedule. You know, I get up at the same time. Uh, I do some of the same things in the morning um, to get in a rhythm. You know, I've always uh, remained active. Even when I was in the big, deep grinds, I would still go to the gym. Uh, I wouldn't always have fantastic workouts, but I didn't quit going, right? So I maintained that, uh, maintained those routines. Uh, same thing with my faith, you know, never stop going to church. Uh, yep, sometimes I'd be kind of wondering, like, what is this extended desert I'm going through? Mm -hmm. um, but you, you've got to have, you know, people think routines are restricting and confining. And the reality is they are empowering. You know, I bet everyone listening to this could, like if they lost power, they would know that they could brush their teeth in the dark, probably shower in the dark, probably even get dressed in the dark right? Your toothbrush is in the same place, your toothpaste, your towel, you know where the soap and the shampoo are, your underwear is in one drawer, the socks in the other, you know roughly where your jeans are, your favorite sweatshirt, okay? Having those routines, what you don't realize is that it frees up your brain power. That's why people have these, you know, aha moments in the shower mm -hmm. because they're not having to think you know, <clears throat> where do I find soap? You know, do I wash my left foot first or my 
right elbow, you know, you have your routine and you're, it's the mindless routine that needs to get done. You got to shower, you got to brush your teeth, you got to shave, you got to comb your hair. And it frees you up to then noodle on bigger problems. And that's where your breakthroughs come in. So by having these routines, look at guys like, you know, Steve Jobs and, and Zuckerberg copied him, you know, wearing the same clothes all the time. It's literally like, like I don't want to make a decision. Should I wear blue or red today? You know, does this shirt match my tie? They're like, dude, I'm just wearing black or gray and I'm wearing jeans and that's it. I'm not wasting a single jewel of energy, you know, or nanosecond of thought on something that does not matter to me. Yeah. So have your routines, have your processes, um, you know, because if you can measure it, you can improve it, right? So if you, you have routines for yourself, you have routines for your people, you have routines for your production, routines for your, for your marketing, for your CRMs, blah, 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 you're going to, you can measure them, you can improve them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying and learning. Uh, what are you currently studying and learning? Oh man, I'm always working on stuff. <laughs> uh, what one thing I'm going through in more detail right now is uh, how to get better at giving webinars. Uh, I haven't done a lot of paid traffic, so I'm working on a new program uh, of paid traffic to a, um, an automated webinar uh, to see if I can scale that because I know I'm good one on one. So now I'm going to see how I can get good at a one to many. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And talk about marketing automation. There's a lot of powerful stuff uh, with webinars and automated webinars. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So as if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Um, you know, one Zig Ziglar always say failure is an event, not a person. Um, so you've got to be willing to get out there and mix it up and, and get banged up. You know, I've been doing uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu now for two and a half years. Uh, and it took probably two years for me to really internalize this because they would say, you know, they're, you don't lose, you win or you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's true. I've won some tournaments. I've lost some tournaments, uh, you know, insofar as not getting a medal. Uh, but I have learned every time, like, that there's a mistake that you make. You, you fail to submit somebody or you, you make a mistake and you get submitted. Uh, some, my son just started with me and our neighbor just started. They're both 21 and, and they did a tournament this past weekend and, and they're brand new at this. And I told them, I said, look, when you do this tournament, whatever mistake you make, you will literally never make that mistake again in a tournament because it's, it's so intense, right? You're so focused. Um, when that happens, it is locked into your memory. It's seared into your brain. And so you, you close that weakness off forever. So, and like my instructor, he's 54 years old. He's, he's trained for 35 years. And, you know, he says he has simply made all the mistakes he can make. That's why he got good. So he's, he's smaller than me. He's not more athletic. He's not more gifted. He's just done it longer. So just understand that failure, it's an event. It's not a person. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
where can um where can folks uh, learn more about you? Where can they um, l- learn about your programs? And where can they stay informed of all the projects that you're involved in? The simplest place is go to my website, thesaleswhisperer.com. Um, and I do have my social media links there, the ones I'm active on. Uh, but uh, you can find me, get, me, get to me on Facebook, get to me on Twitter, get to me on LinkedIn from there. Um, if you go to the website and you see something you like, a free report, uh, my book, or whatever, you know, if you hit the contact us, it comes to me. Okay. Um, if you're looking for CRMs, like we talked about, you can get to it from there in the top navigation. Uh, it's a free survey. It's uh, ask you 26 questions, gives you some results and you get a link to my calendar to talk about them. Uh, if you have questions. So, so just start there, the sales and, um, and start browsing. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value to my listeners. Uh, it's, it's been a blast having you on, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.